May I speak in the name of the Holy and Blessed Trinity, one God in three persons. Amen. Our readings this morning each speak in their own way of watching and waiting for God. And for me, it is this theme of waiting that characterizes the season of Advent. We are entering a season of expectation and of preparation, but most of all, of waiting. Waiting is not something that our culture does particularly well. If we don't have money now, we are encouraged to buy on credit. We use our mobile phones to speak to people, to save waiting till we get home. And woe betide us if we wait for more than a day before answering a text or email. Waiting is profoundly unfashionable. We associate it with wasting time. In my youth, I loved the Eurythmics, a pop duo from the 1980s and 90s. And in 1999, they brought a song out a song, which began, I want it all, I want it all. I don't know what it is, but I want it all. I want it now, I want it now. I don't know what it is, but I want it now. In it, they were pointing to our habit to have a yearning, a desire for something more. We aren't quite sure what it is, but we are sure that we have no intention of waiting for it. The solution to our problems must come now. The trouble is that the solution we discover now never quite satisfies us. And so we go on looking for more and for more. We are constantly pulled forward, ensuring that we can't quite enjoy the present moment because what might come next might be better. It might be bigger. It calls us. We want it all. We're not sure quite what it is, but we really do want it now. The Christian message celebrated in a special way during Advent, speaks profoundly to this feeling of restlessness. In a deeply unfashionable way, it suggests not only that we wait, but there is a virtue in the waiting itself, that if we learn to wait well, our lives will be deeper, will be richer, I have long felt that the R.S. Thomas poem, Kneeling, though set at completely the wrong time of year, captures the importance of Advent waiting particularly well. It goes like this. Moments of great calm. Kneeling before an altar of wood in a stone church in summer waiting for the God to speak, 
the air a staircase for silence, the sun's light ringing me as though I acted a great role, and the audiences still. All that close throng of spirits waiting as I for the message. Prompt me, God, but not yet. When I speak, though it be you who speak through me, something is lost. The meaning is in the waiting. In other words, what R.S. Thomas is saying is that there is a meaning and richness to waiting. Something that is lost that when that for which we wait arrives. And I think this is something that we learn in Advent more fully than at any other time of the year. I've always loved Advent. I love the expectation of and preparation for Christmas. I love how it coincides with crisp mornings and dark nights. I love the celebration of light shining in the darkness. I love Advent calendars, especially those with chocolate in. I've always found this time of year to be exciting, expectant, and deeply wonderful. I always did love Advent, but 20 years ago this year, Advent took on an even greater spiritual resonance for me than ever before. 20 years ago this Advent, my first baby was born. She was actually meant to be born very near to Christmas, but for the first and last time in her life, she was in a hurry, and so arrived inconveniently early, just before Advent. This proximity of her birth to the start of Advent made me realize, as never before, the deep meaning of waiting in Advent. The waiting you do in pregnancy has a remarkable number of similarities to the waiting we do at Advent. There are many, many themes that shape what Advent is and means, but at the heart of them all stands Mary, an excited, frightened, heavily pregnant young woman about to give birth, that most ordinary event in the world, the birth of a child that most extraordinary of events. The waiting we do during Advent centers therefore around the character of Mary, waiting for the birth of God, the word made flesh. As Mary waits, we wait with her, ready once again to welcome God with us, born into the world. The thing about waiting for a baby to be born is that although your attention is firm, fixed firmly on the future, you have to live each day as it comes. No one wants a baby come too early. The waiting is the point. It's the waiting that allows the future to happen. And so it is a waiting that anchors us firmly in the present no longer how strongly our eyes are fixed on the future. One of the problems of not being good at waiting is that sometimes, by the time an event comes, 
we've already moved our gaze onto the next thing and the thing after that so that we can't actually savour what it is that's happening right now. Advent waiting encourages us to learn to be fully and joyfully present in this never-to-be-repeated moment. But the waiting we do in Advent is no more passive than the waiting of pregnancy is. I can assure you that pregnancy is, by its very nature, deeply active. In pregnancy, the body is active, even if you are not. Every moment of every day, the body is creating new life, and it is only through this active waiting that new life can be born. This kind of waiting is most profoundly not a waste of time. It gives life, and during Advent, we join in with this process of life-giving active waiting. You may well be thinking, entirely justifiably, that in the hectic busyness of preparation for Christmas, the very last thing you need to be told to do is to take time out and wait. But Advent waiting isn't that kind of waiting. When waiting for a baby to arrive, you carry on living. You carry on doing what you do. And while you do it, new life is nurtured and grows. Advent summons us to this kind of active waiting. A waiting that takes place while we live fully in all of our pre-Christmas busyness. Advent calls us not to do anything more, but to live richer, to live deeper. While we hustle and bustle our ways to, to Christmas, it reminds us to pay attention, to live now, deeply and wholeheartedly. When my children were little, one of their favourite films was Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. In the film, Molly Mahoney, Mr. Megorium's assistant in the toy shop that was the Wonder Emporium, decided to give Mr. Megorium a treat with a range of especially fun things to do. She took him to a bed shop where they jumped up and down on all the beds. She rolled out a large sheet of bubble wrap so that he could tap dance on all the bubbles. I was particularly jealous of this. And then they went to a clock shop and changed the time on all the clocks so that they would all chime 12 in 37 seconds time. Having changed the clocks, Molly Mahoney said to Mr. Megorium, now we wait. To which Mr. Megorium responded, no, we breathe, we pulse, we regenerate. Our hearts beat, our minds create, our souls enchant. 37 seconds well spent is a lifetime. As we wait with Mary this Advent for the birth of the Word made flesh, May your waiting help you savour each precious, never-to-be-repeated moment. 
make your active, life-giving waiting take you deeper. May your minds create. May your souls enchant this advent. And may you discover what meaning there is in waiting. Amen.